Kimba Radio Broadcast Episode 8, Do Ray Me or Do Ray and Me. In the latest grocery store phenom of a run on things, I know it was in the news that the meat plants have been saying there, there's a shortage, there's a disruption of the chain, yet it was only anything foul, poultry, anything chicken was gone. There was beef, but the chicken wiped out. And, and since I am a chick, I got out of that particular department of the store and, and went elsewhere just because people are very desperate, not, never know what they'll do. What I do know is that during my 30 plus years of being on the air, I did oh, virtually, no, I did every shift imaginable that there was, including for an all brief but glorious 306 days to be exact, hosted a morning show. Now for its time, it was probably rare to have a female-led morning show on a rock station, but there it was. And I was not alone. I did have a co-host and he'll be joining me momentarily. Presto! Hola. Oh, Ray Graham as he, knee Hineski, but Ray Graham as we knew him then. I found, I, I told you I probably had the dates and I found them. Not only the, the, the exact dates, because I also didn't you know. Are, you are quite the, quite the archivist. <laughs> Apparently. They're completely gone to me. Right? I didn't, and, but I didn't know. I'm like, did, was, did I go from nights to mornings or did I go from middays to mornings? And I did because it was in September of 91. I was promoted to middays. And then it was, wait, I have it written right here. June 18th, 1992. I went from middays to mornings. Wow. And it lasted until April 19th of 93. So for 306 glorious days. <laughs> we didn't make it a year. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't make it a year. The more I'm thinking about all this, the more the memories coming back. But before we get into all of that, Glad it is for you, one of us. how did you end up there? At Zeta oh, to begin with. Down at the big Z, Zeta. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I was up in Connecticut working up there in radio. And uh, my wife, Diana, has family or had family down here. And now that we've moved here, they've all moved away. Of course. <laughs> How about that? Um, so I, I wanted to come down to Miami. So I kept sending tapes to uh, that other radio station, the big one, uh, GTR. They oh, ignored sure. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, kept bugging Pete at uh, Zeta. Kept sending him tapes, and he's like, uh, "Not quite. I want. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that." Finally, uh, you know, it got down to he's looking for warm and fuzzy. I think was uh, what he oh. said. So, I uh, to to seal the deal, I sent him a pair of uh, woolly socks, which you know weren't warm. much good down here, but they were warm and fuzzy. fuzzy. Now, were you applying to be a DJ on air DJ, or did you go for news? Uh, I think news is actually I wanted to be a DJ, but then he worked into the news um, position, uh, which I was comfortable with. So, so then uh, you got hired to do news in the morning from the get go. News in the morning from the get go, and assistant program director after a little bit. Oh, I didn't even remember that. Cool. So, yeah, yeah. you who were you co-hosting with then? Uh, originally when, in 1990, it was Mike Lyons. That's what I thought. Good. I did have that correct. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, hmm, did I get that? Now, Mike Lyons is no longer with us. He reminded me of Dennis Miller from the Saturday Night Live days, not the crazy town yeah. nowadays, but that very kind of esoteric had that, it was very intelligent, but esoteric sense of humor. Sometimes. One of the funniest things I ever heard him say, forgive me, Neri Inclan. I don't know if you remember her. She was a reporter or anchor news. Mike was from... 
the Orlando area, I guess. But, you know, here we've got the Belties and the Rays and the Neary England. But when he heard her name, he said, what, like, did her mom fall on a typewriter? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Neary. Really, I do. But that was that was damn funny. For whatever reason, I'm not sure. You may be more privy to the reason reasons why uh, Mike, because Mike ended up going back to middays where he was from whence he came. And I went to mornings. He was still there. I don't think he was let go. I don't remember him going back to middays, but you uh, have documented things fairly well. So you might uh, be right. Because who else would have done middays? Right. Unless it was Tom by then. Tom was on middays when Mike was in mornings. Yes. So maybe. maybe. Yeah, that part I don't remember if he if he was uh, let go. I, for some reason, I think he was still there, but maybe not. That's a question for the ages. Mm-hmm. I do not remember the uh, chain of events there. Either case, when they, for whatever reason, wanted me to do mornings, I don't remember. I don't remember them coming to me and saying, hey, we want you to do mornings. In a lot of cases, they don't really ask us. Like, they didn't say to you, you were already doing mornings. Would you mind having Kimba as the host? Or is there somebody else you think you might want to work with? They didn't say to me, do you want Ray to do your news? Or do you want somebody else? It's just like, here's what you're doing. Well, it is radio. (laughs) It's kind of of how it works sometimes. (laughs) But to me, well, I consider myself very lucky because it was, it still is, but I mean, it was very male dominated. It's rock station. There's a lot of egos in radio and you could have been horrible to me. (laughs) I was, I was new. I, I mean, you could, you, you could have been one, not you. That's what I'm saying. Not you. But I mean, this one, person who was in that position could have been, and I was lucky enough that, because, you know, I'd only been in radio now for what, at that point, 92, like five years, still new. Yeah. You commanded a lot of respect, uh, still do. But at, even at that time, there was a lot of respect for your delivery and your um, talents. So yeah, Which, anybody be happy to. I'm grateful for, but the other thing, the other thing that I still, when I'm listening back to some of these is that you're, you're very, you've got this great voice and, but you're very straight and dry. And, and (laughs) I, I came in like a chihuahua on speed. (laughs) The yin and the yang. (laughs) Oh, it totally was. It really was. It was funny that, but we, yeah, but I might play just a bunch of these, like a little medley of our, Mm -hmm little news because Ray would do news and sports and then there would be a a kicker story that I'd usually have to jump in and say something Two that I remember you look like you're just going to fall over (laughs) like I can't believe she just said that and the first one happened uh, that I don't have the audio I couldn't find it it had to have been in July of 92 because that is the month where there is a full buck moon (laughs) <laughs> and it was must have been the morning after, and I'm talking about the full buck moon, and I said that makes a lot of sense because it was pretty buck and full. And <laughs> your eyes, because I know some, I think sometimes like, I told you what I was going to say. <laughs> did, did I hear? Did I hear that right? <laughs> I didn't always tell you what I was going to say, and it was Mexic. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Well, good thing I got that right because that would have been a really much shorter than 306 days. <laughs> if I had, have I gotten that wrong? <laughs> and then the the second one was had to be 93 January because it was the uh, Bill Clinton's inauguration. inauguration yeah. yeah. And you you were the one doing the news stories about uh, how many 
ball she was having Fleetwood Mac was going to be there in this ball and that ball. And I finally asked you, well, you know what? Let's just play it. 14 after seven, me Kimba. The inauguration saturation is just about complete. Now, Ray, how many balls were there? Uh, there were 11 last night. <sighs> That's a lot of balls. I... I didn't realize it. I didn't think they were necessary, but apparently it takes a lot of balls to be president. News with Ray Graham. And 2,500 lucky people. It sounds as good as it did. <laughs> and that was another one where I remember you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to back slowly away from the microphone. <laughs> Nothing to see here. You, you are and have been a uh, wordsmith. And that, that's, one, that's one of the th- you know, things that shows that I tiptoed on the line quite a bit. I know I did. Into the envelope. (laughs) The other thing I remember about that, because it was Pete Bolger who is the one who put me in mornings and put you in mornings, but there there was a change during our 306 days. (laughs) The only reason I remember that is because remember, once Neil took over as PD, we had to meet with him every morning. That's the only reason I remember the PD change. Do Do our show... Was it six six to ten back then? Probably, and five thirty till nine thirty. Okay, sure. It's it's somebody. It's always in that falls in that category. And then we'd have to go to our programmer's Neil Mursky's office and sit in his office, and he would critique, listen to the air check. That wasn't the problem because I always held my own with air checks. I just argue. We'd go in there and sit down, and he'd answer every phone call. Yes. <laughs> And if somebody stopped by, he'd chit-chat with them. And, you know, you and I are getting up at like three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we're like, um. <laughs> Gotta go. And I, I know a few times I got the same look from Ray because I'd get up and leave. <laughs> like, I wouldn't leave the building, but like once, when he picked up the phone, because we back then we still had to do production. We had things we had to do. Right. And the longer it took to have that meeting, the longer I'm there. And that's a brutal shift anyway. And I remember I just get up and you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got I got to do production. Let me know when he hangs up the phone. Because I, I thought it was incredibly rude to do yeah. that to us. And it was every day. Yeah. You know, it's all coming back. Yeah. <laughs> like a bad rash. <laughs> Eventually, so it was Neil... Or, or possibly higher ups. Who knows how that works? And the reason we didn't last all that long is because Pete was out. Neil came in and he brought Ron and Ron. Oh yeah, not Paul and Ron. Ron and Ron. They came to the building after it was announced, I guess, to meet us all. And I remember the uh, one Ron. He said something really nice, and then he said something really douchey. Snarky. Yeah. Yes. And it was just like, really, guy. Really. And he eventually did get uh, Paul and Ron. So yeah. <laughs> that we did. <laughs> it all worked out. We had that. We had that time. That moment in time together. And then, what did you do after that? It was over to the AM side of the company for mm-hmm. several years. Wine. So we did it in reverse. I was AM and went to the FM. Yeah, wine and WIOD, and WIOD is where we uh, finished things out in two thousand. So it was ten years uh, in the market. And then um, from there you went. After there, I went into education. Mm-hmm. Um, where you, where you it, remain to this very day. Computer tech picked up computers uh, with Broward County Schools, um, which is where I still am now, West Glades Middle. I'm not there now. I'm working from home. Nobody's like, anywhere except it? for their <laughs> right. their home. We've kept in touch throughout all of these. Can you believe that though? That was 28 years ago that we worked together. Yeah, my One of my kids is 30 and he was a baby when I came here and the other one is going to be 29 this year. So yeah. That was the other kind of difference between us. You, you were married and you had the baby and, and I'm like, Wah! <laughs> yeah. 
Although you can't really party all that much when you're doing mornings. No, no. Brutal. It really is. You're working as a teacher, as your wife as well, or in the school system, and your wife as well. And then the most unthinkable thing that can happen happens. Correct. We were both uh, involved in the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting in 2018. Um, me at the school next door and her there, but it still uh, has affected our yeah. family since that time. Because um, I didn't know that you were there until after the fact. I think we were doing a blood drive and you came up and were talking to me and I didn't realize you were in that the compound, if you will, you were in the school next door, but but your wife was actually in on the property. Yep, she was in in uh, uh, one of the closets, hiding kids and taking care of them. And uh, and I would think that would have to be as horrifying as it obviously was for her. It would have to be for you as well. It, yes, knowing she's over there. Yeah. So I'm locked down. She's locked down. We're all the lockdown procedures. Who knows when we're getting out and what's going on over there. So that was very stressful. Yes. Everything began to unfold as far as us knowing about it shortly before I went on the air, but then they didn't catch him for hours after that. And I just remember sitting there getting all of the information, but how different it was because a lot of major events, you know, I've had to talk about on the air, but this was home. Right neighbors and not even knowing that someone that I know and care about are, are experiencing it at the moment to have to deliver that stuff was, I, I don't even know how to describe the difference, but it was very different to be talking about it and not know where the guy was yet with such a sigh of relief when they got him for you, you're in it. You're not even, I don't even know if you were hearing anything that was going on. I don't know if you had radio. Uh, it's very hard or... to hear anything because you're watching the kids and you're trying to connect right. where you can connect with. So it's hard to get a, a, a larger picture of it until you got out of the situation. And even then with uh, the, the amount of traffic and trying to get around and navigate, it was really difficult to how long of a period of time did it take before you were reunited uh we got out of school at six o'clock i think and then uh, believe it or not diane was like half an hour half a mile down the road to the east but i had to go to the west and <laughs> the south and then the east again which took me like an hour and 20 minutes or something to get back to that spot that was half a mile away. So that was pretty agonizing. In the days that followed, did you both come up with this, an idea together or is, cause I know, uh, Diane knows somebody who went through, was it Sandy Hook? Yes. Our uh, longtime friend, uh, Yvonne, who was the media specialist there was involved in uh, Sandy Hook. Cause I know they were both on a lot of shows talking about it. Yeah. So it was like five years after Sandy Hook. That yeah. This happened. Um, so yeah, so, so since then, a lot of focus on mental health resources and, and things to help you cope with all those feelings and, and, and deal mm -hmm. with things over the long term, you know, breathing, meditation, those kinds of things to help. Um, in addition to that, we acquired a therapy dog, which we raised from a puppy. And that's little so cute. River. So River goes to school with uh, Diana mostly, but sometimes me at Westgate and she helps kids a lot and she is a therapy dog with canine assisted therapy in Fort Lauderdale which is uh, a group that helped at the school a lot after the shootings mm -hmm. um, so we decided that we would give back also by taking her out to volunteer in the community um, and I think that'll be you know as I get close to retirement I think that'll be my focus uh, into retirement is bringing therapy dogs into schools or 
working to get them because they're really, uh, especially now, you know, there's a lot of trauma out there. This virus is a, mm-hmm. it's a trauma for yep. the rest of the nation. And even before that, kids would come to school from who knows what at home sometimes, you know, sometimes right. school was their safe place or their, or their better place. So um, we understand that. We're, I think the more you can get dogs or therapy animals into schools, it's going to be better for well-being. I think we all hope that when you do bring therapy dogs into the schools, it's not for the reason from where it came. Correct. It can. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other thing about that too, was that it's happened to other places, but it, I think it's almost like a, a, a death in, in your family. And unless you've experienced death, you don't, you can't relate as much as you think you can, as much as you can have empathy until it actually finally affects you, your town, you directly. It's a whole different ball game. Yes, you are absolutely right. What you're doing though, helping the kids with puppies, kids, puppies, come on. How do you not love Ray Graham? What I want to do now is I want to play some of those, a little medley of our, your kickers and, you know, me jumping in, acting. Maybe fool. someone will hire us. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> and everybody tries to make their mark on the world, and California's Michael McCaslin is trying to make his. He's the world champion prune eater. He recently downed 260 prunes in 45 minutes. Unlike Super Bowl winners, he won't be going to Disneyland. He declared that he was going to Pottyland. He's going to need a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ray Graham. Seven after seven, me, Kimba. When I mention zucchini encased in polyester, you think of... Uh, Tom Jones has to be the answer. <laughs> that is the answer. And in New Hampshire, there's a cow that's setting records. Aptly named Maxima holds the world record for milk production. 56,000 pounds of milk last year. That's about 118,000 glasses of milk for the cow. Maxima is quite an attraction, too, believe it or not. People come from as far away as Minnesota and Wisconsin to see the cow. Those are what you call <laughs> some massive mamillas. <laughs> One titanic teat. You know what I mean? This this news brought to you by Wholesome Bread. I'm Ray Grant. A Virginia carjacker needs a driver's ed course. He forced two guys from a car, hopped in, but didn't get very far. The car he had chosen had a stick shift, and he didn't know how to drive one. The owner says he could hear the gears grinding as the thief drove away. So far, the cops haven't been able to clutch the guy. Oh, no. Reminds me of that ancient proverb. (laughs) He who pulls out too fast leaves rubber behind. I'm Ray Graham. Ray, did you see the fight Saturday night? I had one Saturday night. (laughs) I I bet yours has lasted a whole lot longer than the big one. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Less than three minutes, less than a round. Heavyweight championship fight, Riddick Bowe just pummeled Michael Dukes. And a new episode of Seinfeld where the gang will tackle the issue of body odor. And what a nice way to move over to Ray. <laughs> we like to call him Mr. Oh, Ripe. You're here. too kind. <clears throat> More news with Ray. I'm sweating over my tax return. It is deadline. Firefighters put out a blaze. They found a rabbit with burn marks on his front teeth. They figure he'd chew through an electrical cord and spark the small fire. A hair-raising experience. <laughs> I'm Ray Graham. And a lot of talk about that $23 million toilet that's up on the shuttle. NASA apparently built everything into it except an automatic lid closer. Ground controllers had to call the shuttle yesterday and yell at the astronauts for leaving the seat up and the fan running. Ah, must be an all-male crew. Now, why do you say that? (laughs) They probably put the paper on the roll wrong, too. (laughs) I'm Ray Graham. Those nudists who want to take part in the annual beach cleanup in Texas have hit a snag in their efforts. The beach they want to clean is in Jefferson County, and officials there say the nudists better keep their clothes on. They add that it's against the law to gallivant naked in Texas. No ifs, ands. (laughs) <laughs> or butts. <laughs> I was going to say, because you said they hit a snag. I'm like, on what? Ouch. This news brought to you by LoJack. I'm Ray Graham. It really was. It was a lot of fun. 
back then. And, and as I said, I don't know if I ever told you that because at, at the time, you know, you're in it, but I'm grateful that I had you as the co-host because it could have been a whole lot different and it ended up being a whole lot of fun. I remember having a lot <laughs> of fun. Most of the weight though. We, we, oh, well, no, we, la- we had a lot of laughs. I do owe you about uh, probably 15 bags of coffee for your birthday, but uh, <laughs> we can, we can worry about that later. Well, it's nice talking to you. Stay safe. Oh, you do the same. Give that river a hug. Give Diane a hug. All the time. Thank you, Ray Graham, for everything. If you want to know more about canine-assisted therapy in Fort Lauderdale, it's catdogs.org. You can see this podcast, youtube.com slash herkimba. Thank you for being one of Kimba's herd, and thank you for listening to Me Kimba Radio Broadcast, Episode 8, Do Ray Me, or Do Ray and Me, Kimba.